Yo, introduce yourself, homie. Alright, so I am uh, Leo Espinosa. Uh, in game, I'm referred to as uh, Leo, L I Y O. Uh, I'm a collegiate League of Legends player for Junata College, and I used to also play League of Legends competitively for my high school team. And I also do content on TikTok when I get the chance to now. Uh, yeah. Oh, not bad, not bad. Um, how did you get in gaming in general? How did you get into that? Uh, gaming in general, I think, uh, I think my parents, like, thought, um, when they were kids, they thought it was, like, cool, like, to play Mario Bros, like, on the Nintendo. Mm -hmm. uh, like, the old-ass Nintendos, though. <laughs> like, yeah. and they, they said, uh, they said, okay, we'll just, like, look for, like, a PlayStation, like, but, like, on a yard sale, not, like, in GameStop or anything. It's, like, my first game console was a PS2. And I play games like Spider-Man 2, the classic, like as a classic as game, like fighter games, like Street Fighter, uh, Dragon Ball Z, stuff like that. And I would, and then I would just like, I, I would keep playing games that I thought it was fun when I was growing up, because like I had nothing else, uh, nothing else to do other than soccer. But then I think I was like around 11 when I like got introduced to uh computer games because my family bought a computer and then like i would play like first game the first game i played on the computer was minecraft i think when i was like 11 and then my cousins introduced me to league and league and i was 12 when i started playing league and i've been playing league ever since oh not bad that's super dope so how did you find out about the the college esports team that you're part of so there's like a cool story with that. Um, I so I'm a senior in high school, and you know I'm just thinking about what I want to do after high school, and I'm just like, okay, I I always had like this plan that I thought I was gonna follow, like you know go to the college that's like the university actually that's like 20 minutes from my house, and just commute there and live with my family, and you know my the director of the esports team at my high school was like, Hey, so what are you going to do for college? I was like, I had not told him my plan. He's just like, no, no, no. I mean like esports, like what are you going to do for esports? And I was just like, I mean, is there really anything to do? Cause like there are no colleges like around here that like have these types of programs. And then he's just like, nah, there's so many now. Like, and I was just like, for real. And there was like around fifty colleges that like had esports programs, um, in my state alone. And then I found out that like big big schools like UCLA, uh, UC Irvine, uh, in uh, Arizona State University, like they all had like these huge programs. And I was like, okay, like this is cool. So then I like looked at all the colleges that were like from from PA, which is the state I'm from. And then I was like, I looked at each uh looked at like what they offered like scholarship wise and then like the the facility if they had a facility or not mm -hmm. and the closest or not not really the closest but like um how reasonable it is for me to go there and uh this this the, the school that i'm at right now they they were the first school that i visited i visited all, most of them most of the programs that were like near me that were like reasonable to go to and they were like as soon as i like 
came on campus, like every like most of the esports like people knew who I was already, like because they knew like that I was a national level player in high school, and they they were just like they're like, well, it would be cool if like you came here, and like all the other like schools that I like, went to never acknowledged me, never like. It's like I don't know, like never gave off the vibe that like I was wanted there, or like, and these guys were like family almost, like, like together, and, and I like, I like love that. So that's that's one of the big reasons why I came here. And after uh, right before my right before the uh, national tourney started, uh, I was. I got contact contacted by the director of my esports team uh, in high school, and he said, "Hey, uh, the director at Juniata uh, wanted to wanted to offer you the ten thousand dollars scholarship to come to go there and play esports and play league." So I was like, "Holy shit, like, that's amazing!" So that's that's pretty awesome. Yeah, like when I was growing up, like I didn't really have like scholarships like that. So like to hear that mm-hmm. about when it comes to gaming, and then just get offered that or that there's like colleges around that that like focus on esports that's like a, a cool opportunity to to be a part of that so that's yeah. super awesome um yeah like a... mm-hmm. Go ahead. yeah yeah so like uh i have a friend too he came he, he not he didn't come with me as a player but like he he is a part of the team staff and even being a part of team staff like you can get a scholarship for that too like it's not just you know you being good at games it's like you being able to manage like a discord or being able to manage uh, the team or, you know, being like a coach or something or like an assistant coach or a student coach, like okay. all these types of positions, like, you know, students can get scholarships for that. Like, you know, it's just something. Oh, like that. dang. That's pretty dope. I think that's awesome. Uh, since you're on an esports team, what like makes, uh, what like makes like the perfect like teammate, I guess, in terms of, or like what type of skills do you need in order when it comes to like, you know, being a competitive sports or just being part of a team in general like in terms okay. of like what skill set you need and what like what qualifies like the perfect teammate that you would want or that you look okay, for so, so like kind of skills that you need i think it's like a basic general sense of what competitive uh play is compared to like ranked play it's like ranked in like the game itself like you know solo queue this is like you know it's whatever it's just it's ranked but like the competitive side it's like a whole different thing like it's like it's like how in fortnite you know like arena like arena isn't anything compared to like actual competitive like in scrims and like you know world cups and stuff like that so like like whenever you play solo queue compared to like when you play competitive scrims and stuff it's a completely new game like so like having a basic sense of like what competitive is in the game that you want to be competitive at is a good thing because once you have that basic sense you can build upon uh, your skills and then make you and it'll make you like a good player uh, i know this year uh i realized that like as soon as i came in because uh high school was there's nothing like it, it's it's nothing compared to collegiate like at all and the collegiate team last year here they didn't have a coach and they we now have a coach and he he is like teaching us like how to play the game at a fundamental level uh and like for me like perfect teammate is like you know being on page with each other 
like ha- being like a cohesive team instead of like you know being just uh randoms like in the solo queue game where like we do our own thing and then if we do our own thing well we go we get by instead of like all of us doing our thing together and doing well and then we win and like uh because i know i know those uh i can do an example like my yeah. teammate tim he's uh our captain and he's a sophomore and he's the best player we have like hands down he's uh he's a master play he's a master level jungler jungle player and he he knows so much about the game but like it's not it's not our job to ask him how to uh how to play the game because he because he's at like at a much higher level than us it's like it's like pointless for him to like be held back about um us wanting to know more about the game when it's not his job uh and we respect that because it's true like we don't we shouldn't expect him to like teach us how to play the game we just expect him to you know lead the team uh, during the game not like tell us uh what to do outside of the game unless he unless we like ask like simple questions like oh what would you have done here or stuff like that not like not like how do i play the game like at certain different uh levels of the game so like different like different like times of the game. yeah like he's he's not the coach he at the end of the day he's a player so like yeah. it's not his job to to do that at all yeah it's not it's not his job Ah, definitely makes sense. So, what is the routine like when it comes to being a part of esports team? What's the routine? Are you playing scrims? Are you barbecuing? What 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 does that look like? So, like I said earlier, like like I said earlier, maybe in stream, not sure, but uh, it was um, it's like Mondays. It's like being a student and like an esports uh player. It's like it's like literally the same as like a, a college athlete. Like, it's like you go to class, right? After class, you know, you do your homework or you get lunch or whatever. And then after that, you you go to you go to practice. And after practice, you know, you can choose to keep practicing or do your thing or finish homework or whatever, and then go to sleep. Like, but like as an esports player, like. Well, most of us here, uh, we decide to stay after class and play more ranked, play more solo queue. It's like use like the mistakes that we made to uh, uh, like apply it to ranked, and they by applying it to ranked, we can apply it to uh, scrims and competitive tourneys. Then with um, our routine, it's pretty. It's pretty self like. It's like it's pretty simple. It's like. Mondays we got we have a VOD review of like our Friday scrim, and then Tuesday is a solo queue day where like we take what we learned from VOD review and we apply it to ranked and solo queue and our under our individual play, learning learning new mechanics and stuff like that. And then Wednesday is a scrim day where it's usually since it's a weekday, uh, it's a uh, five to seven, uh, no no exceptions. It's like. We won't do a three-block scrim. It's like it's guaranteed three games, but it'll be like a best of three or something like that. Uh, and then Thursday is a VOD review day of that scrim, and then Friday is a three-block VOD review day. Where it's like you play three games guaranteed, even if you lose all three, because you know it's the weekend and uh, 
you don't have school the next morning at like eight in the morning if you have class at that time and that's a, that's our routine and then saturdays and sundays we most of us take the time to just either play solo queue or just uh do homework and not play the game i i choose to not play during the weekends most of the time because uh, i'd rather focus on i want to focus on my studies while also uh not burning myself out yeah, it's pretty interesting, like, uh, being able to balance as, like, a student athlete as you're working on, like, if you're working on scrims, working on Bob Review, and, and then you have to balance your homework or balance your mental health, not being able, you know, yeah. you don't want to burn out, or maybe you want to talk with your friends, you want to, you know, in terms of having social life, so that's that's pretty cool. Like, that's, I think that's pretty awesome when it comes to aspect, and that I feel like a lot of people don't realize the behind the scenes, I guess, being a student athlete in, in terms of that, yeah. so... Yeah, mental health is like super important as well because if you are struggling mentally, like you're gonna have a hard time uh, trying to figure out like a balance of like how much should I practice, how much should I focus on my studies. Like you're just gonna have like your your mind is just gonna be like in disarray, I guess, of like your life in general. Like what like what like what sh what should I be doing now? It's like and also mental health is important in general. It's like being healthy mentally is is just important yeah definitely yeah i feel i feel like it's definitely underrated in terms of like growing up now in terms of like in the digital space and digital era like where we have social media in our fingertips or and, and, and anything like that i feel like just keeping your mental right i feel like it's definitely underrated and i'm glad that people are definitely speaking up about that too and it's definitely yeah. real you can't breeze past it because it's everything you know it's, it's true yeah brawls around everything so i, I love that mm -hmm. uh how did you uh find find out about legend david's community how did you find out about that Ooh. uh i can't i can't i can't re i i think i can remember it was nine months ago i remember because i think i'm followed uh the first oh i remember do you remember Dre? Um, I wasn't there back then. I was there oh, when he okay. saw the come. So, <laughs> there's this guy. There's this guy named Trey, and he did customs like Saturday nights, like squad customs. Mm -hmm. And it's Friday, Saturday nights. I remember he did squad customs, and my friend Calvin, you know, uh, annoy on Valorant or Yuho on Twitch. Uh, I think you, I think you know him. Mm -hmm. uh, he 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 used to stream Fortnite a lot, and he was an insane player at Fortnite as well. Like he's insane at every game he touches. Touches, I swear. He keep, he's so good at every game. I okay, but like he, I was uh I was really into his community too, and we were like really close friends. And so this just got uh this guy also in his community. His name's Anthony or Anthony on Twitch. Like yeah, he, he uh he's like hey, there's this guy. His name's Legendary. Like go check out his stream. Like he's cool as fuck. I said okay. And he's just like, yeah, he's also playing Dre's Customs. I was like, oh, shit, bet. So, like, I go in there, and, like, the vibes are high as fuck, you know, super positive, super chill. And, like, I start typing. And so, like, I killed him, right, in these Dre Customs. And he's like, and then a Anthony was like, oh, shoot, it's legendary. Yo, just go check out his stream. So, I check out his stream and just start typing away. He's just like, oh, did you just kill me and stuff? And then from there, from there, it was just like, uh, constant like me talking in his stream and then you know me getting uh me getting close to him and like like 
as like us becoming friends no way and then yeah it's like a really big inspiration for me and for a lot of young kids as well like on tiktok like today in the stream he did like many mini raids mm -hmm. like like 13 year old kids streaming on twitch and like these kids were like flabbergasted they're like oh my god it's legendary from tiktok like this really famous guy That's like he's on luminosity it's it's great like being there from like day one to like him being signed to a tier one org like luminosity and like almost having a million followers on tiktok like that's insane to me like yeah i think i think it's super dope yo like because i've definitely been in some of the streams where he does the mini raids and you can definitely see the the prices reactions uh behind that they're like if they when they actually recognize him they're like yo like who is this admin like i follow him on tiktok or i follow him on twitch so i think i think that's like super dope that he that he does that and you found him through yeah. through exclusively through twitch it wasn't through tiktok right it was no it was it was through twitch dang, yeah that's so insane so at least you can tell that yeah. story. like i was there yo like i was there way back when when he had uh mm -hmm. you know a certain amount of follow uh, followers a certain amount of viewers and and it's insane to see his yeah. growth so yeah and like one of my friends that that are like i'm really close with do you know corsate mm -hmm. yeah yeah um, he, i met him from christmas stream too like he was he corsate came from tiktok i think in like february mm -hmm. and like you know we just been every time we did customs like we found out that he was on east and i'm on east and like we'd be playing on like 90 ping mm -hmm. like during these customs like all the time and he would shit on me and i would shit on him and i'd make fun of him because he was on controller and it was it was it was fun like all like a lot of the like a lot of my friends that like I have now are from Christmas stream like Donald, Jeff, Merles, you know, all of them are all cool. Yeah, that's that's super dope. Yeah, I love this community. Like I've definitely found some people in this community because like usually when I in like in being in like a bigger streamers community, usually like I find like a couple people right now. But like a lot of y'all are heavy supporters. Like some of y'all will come in my yeah. stream and say what's up. I'm like, yo, like I'm just here just vibing in his, in his stream. Yeah. And y'all find out about me. I'm like, yo, I'm mm -hmm. just the average dude, yo. Like so, like yeah. that, like his community is hella supportive. So I, I definitely love his community. Yeah, I yeah. found him through Twitter. Just funny because yeah, he used oh. to post more of his TikTok content. And some of my Dude, friends, Twitter, yeah, Twitter's algorithm's wild. What? Yeah, it's funny. I was like, you think like, how would I find him? But like, some of my yeah. friends, they would retweet some of his content. I was like, oh, he seems like a chill dude. So I follow him on Twitter or whatnot. And I was like, yeah, cool. And uh, I remember when he was talking about like, um, like when it came to like Devin Nash and his content. We don't know about him. Um, he talks about esports stuff and esports business. And I remember, like, I replied to like some of his like his tweets, and then he followed me. I was like, oh, you don't need to follow me. I'm just the average dude. And and I remember one time he like rated me with like 90, 90 viewers one time. I was like, yo, fam, you don't oh, gotta yeah. do that for me. And then he did it a second time, like way back when. And yeah. he was like, he had 200, 300 viewers. I was like, bro, like fam, I, I know you're crazy with it, but like, it's insane to see his growth out here. And at least he's yeah, using his I time wisely it. and everything. It's, it's nuts, yeah. I remember when Chris's stream started, like Chris's stream started popping off, like as soon as he got into TikTok, right? Mm -hmm. And like, he would get like 30, 40 viewers. I remember I was streaming a cash cup. Like, out of nowhere, I was like, fuck it. I would just shoot this cash cup. And, you know, I'm beast in the cash cup. I'm, like, an hour late, but I'm crushing it. I'm, like, 60 points, like, in, like, five games. Like, I'm chilling. And then all of a sudden, I was like, I don't feel like winning money, so I'm just going to throw. And, like, I just played whatever. And he was, um, he, like, raided me. And, like, all of a sudden, I was all focused. I didn't care about the game. And he was, and keep in mind, when he rated me, he was like at 30 viewers. This man is averaging at least 150 now, like 150 viewers now. And during the summer, he would average like 300 something, almost 500 viewers. 
the stream it was insane just to see yeah i i love it man and i, I love that he's uh transitioning to like hyperscape a game that he actually enjoys and stuff like mm -hmm. that so i think it's i think it's beautiful man and and, yeah, yeah. The fact that he's just like focused, like I, I like when people uh, are consistent and they love hard work. You know what I'm saying? So he definitely puts in the hard work. Yeah. So I definitely appreciate I feel, that. Game. I feel like I feel like streamers should do that more often. You know, like not <laughs> not like listen to their community. Like in a way, like not. I don't mean it like in a rude way, mm -hmm. but like you know, like let's let like when you're a viewer, let your streamer play whatever they want, please, because I find it disrespectful. You know, like as a viewer, whenever I see a viewer telling a streamer what to do, and it's just like it's not your stream, dog. You know, you're here to view the you're here to view the content just like I am, and I'm not telling them what to do because it's not my stream, it's not my property, it's not mine. So you know, I think streamers should you know listen to themselves more and like ask themselves, do I really like doing the content that I'm doing, or do I just like the numbers, mm -hmm. right? So it's just like that's that's what. That's what Chris was like. He's just like, I love, I love doing, I love doing Fortnite content. I do, but like, even and even though it gets me the numbers, I love doing hyperscape content more because I like the game more than I do Fortnite. Like, you should, you saw that TikTok he made, right? It's like yeah. how he outgrew the game. Thanks. Like, I feel the same way. Like, that's why I don't do Fortnite content, like, like anymore on my TikTok. Like, I would post like two times a day, right? Like on my TikTok, like it's just Fortnite clips, and like. I just stopped doing it because I was like, I don't really like the gaming. It's just like, but it's like hard to post leak content in a way where it's like gonna get views, like because leak clips are don't get views a lot on TikTok. Mm -hmm. But like people who do like live, like life type of stuff, but with leak, like it gets, it gets, it gets numbers. Mm -hmm. So it's like, so it's like I don't know what to do. Yeah, but yeah. I'm just trying to figure it out. I understand it. Yeah, like I feel like a lot of people are in that like phase where like they kind of want to move on from fortnite like let's say if you're playing valorant right and they'll, mm -hmm. they'll only post you know fortnite content because you know that gets views but you know what i'm saying they want to put out their valorant content if they put out valorant content maybe that doesn't get views maybe put out league content it doesn't get views and i feel like a lot of people and it regardless whether you post it on tiktok whether you post it on youtube i feel like a lot of people are afraid of transitioning different games and that's just how that's the reality of it and uh yeah i'm saying everybody you know gets burnt out at, at their favorite game you're like you know maybe it's just not you know i'm not having fun anymore i just need to transition yeah. and it's it's always it's always that phase where people are like yo what, what should i do and you just listen to your gut like i'm gonna play what i mm -hmm. enjoy play what i have fun instead instead of forcing it because if you continue yeah. to force it uh, in the end you're just gonna quit it anyways you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. and uh yeah definitely they definitely should listen to themselves and streamers should you know do certain things don't base it off the number like for me when it comes to streaming, I actually turn off my view count because regardless of whether I'm yeah. streaming to one person or a hundred people or a thousand, I'm still going to just deliver, you know, quality content regardless of that. Yeah. Of course, mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. if, you know, if you do get rated in reality, of course, yeah, you're going to pay attention uh, to the chat where it's, you know, going crazy and everything. It's yeah, going wild. Of course, yeah. yes. But I'm just saying like theoretically, though, know, like I feel like you should just focus on the content, focus on what you're doing. If a viewer does that, most viewers are going to do that anyways, but in the end, you know, most of the time you just should just ignore it and like i'm gonna play what i'm gonna play and yeah. if you don't like it you can go to another streamer there's so many streamers mm -hmm. that you can watch there's so many youtube videos you can watch from youtubers there's a different tiktoker you know that you could watch you don't gotta comment here you don't have to leave that negative comment here so yeah definitely it's just like it's it's like also those comments where it's like uh he's like a like i saw this one comment on like uh I, on a tiktok of chris's it's just like it's 
this guy's just a discount low, right? And I'm just like, that's not needed. Like, you know, that's going to, like, I know low, he's not immature enough to be like, uh, oh, he is, or like, and then cause drama about it. Yeah. It's just like, no, like, it's just, no, it's not going to happen. But, like, keep those comments to yourself. Bro. Like, I just find it weird that, like, people will, like, say stuff that's, like, in their head, but then, you know, they, like, they, like, forget what they were told when they're five. Like, when they're five in kindergarten, they're told, like, if you got nothing nice to say, don't say nothing at all. Facts. And I stand by that because unless unless I'm feeling and unless I'm feeling disrespected in a way that I don't mess with, I'm not gonna say anything. Mm-hmm. Not gonna say anything at all. Yeah, definitely, definitely should keep it to yourself. And I feel like since everybody does have a voice, technically, since they got a phone, they got a smartphone, they got a computer, yeah. whatever you got, I feel like everybody has something to say. But I'm like, most sometimes you shouldn't say it. You know what I'm saying? Like, keep that to yourself. You don't, you don't need to go in that area. But I feel like since yeah. everybody has a voice, everybody thinks that they. they this device, bro, it has power. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's too much. It's too much. Mm-hmm. Definitely facts. How did you discover Twitch? I know everybody's story is different. How did you discover discover the platform? Ooh, Twitch. Uh, I think it was 20, 20, oh my God, 2014, I think. When I discovered Twitch, I think. Yeah, because I think I was in, oh shoot. When was I in seventh grade? Uh, I think six years ago. Holy shit! <laughs> uh, I was um, I would play Minecraft, right? Mm-hmm. And like, I would play UHC Ultra Hardcore stuff, like on different servers. Mm-hmm. And like, I'd see like these famous YouTubers like start like streaming on Twitch. And I was like, okay, let me just like make an account and watch all my favorite streamers on my like all my favorite YouTubers on Twitch, and like. You got like YouTubers like Exostorio, Tylars. Tylars does uh, he's a pro Fortnite player now, mm-hmm. and Painful. Painful is a, Painful is also a pro Fortnite player. And then you got Dante, Dante, who's also a an, an a professional Overwatch player. And like, you have all these like amazing players like just playing playing Minecraft. And I was like, okay, I'm just gonna make a Twitch, you know, mm-hmm. and like, and like just basically just. Watch my watch my favorite uh, YouTubers on the stream, and like over time, you know, I like grew out of Minecraft, and then like I was like, okay, well, I'll just watch League now because that's the only game I play, and so I just watch uh, League of Legends streamers like Mo, Yasuo, uh, Tyler One, uh, and like all the pro players like when they used to stream like Bjergsen, Odd One. In Dyrus, uh, Double Lift, stuff like that. And then now, I'm I'm more focused on, you know, watching, like the homies, like the homies, like you know, like you, for example, uh, Legendary, um, you know, smaller streamers, because like they um they know what it's like to have a community, like I think, and like I'm not saying big streamers don't, mm-hmm. because like, but like I feel like. It's just like it's like sad that like big streamers, you know, they want to read chat, but they know they can't because like about fast is gone, and like I feel like I feel like it might get to a point. Like, I'm feeling I'm feeling it I'm feeling it that like you know 
that Chris is gonna get to that level, mm-hmm. and it's just like it's gonna be it's gonna be good to see, but it's also gonna be sad to see that like you know he's not gonna have that like immersion with chat anymore, like he does now. Like I remember he was going crazy. Like he DM me, he was like, dude, like I don't know how to keep up with chat. Like I was like, I was like, you just gotta try your best, man. Like because that's what that's what that's what that, it's gonna get to a point where like he where like Mew like face Mew. He, he like had to put on sub mode, mm-hmm. like for the rest of the stream. It would be like five minutes sub mode, like, and like it it would just be insane. Yeah, I definitely understand it. I feel like if you definitely get um bigger and bigger, um, I guess the problem would be the chat interaction. I guess mm-hmm. um, you know, feeling like it's family, maybe losing that aspect. Um, I feel like he'll definitely find something a uh, way around it. Maybe he might have to put like a father only, uh, father only mode on or something like that if he has to go to that result of that. But yeah, bigger, bigger, bigger streamers they just they're just gonna have to focus on the content. And yeah. uh, in terms of chatting, if you reach to you know, let's say if you're watching someone who's fifty thousand, let's say ten thousand, and it keeps going down, down, and down there, and then at least you can be a little more intimate when it comes to chat. But yeah, it's definitely like some you know some streamers' biggest fear. But I feel mm-hmm. like he'll definitely be able to handle it. I know it's tough, yeah. you know. Just like I've definitely seen yeah. that too. Where like I, after I got rated by him, uh, some of some of the viewers were like, "Yo, man, I remember when I was able to, to stand out in chat. I was like, yo, you still your favorite streamer? You could still stand out in in Discord and still you know talk in yeah. the community. It just depends on being there. But I feel like some people are like, man, that's my favorite small. Like it happens to every small streamer. They're like, yo, but like, my, he, was my, he was my he was my favorite streamer. I'm like, yo, you still your favorite streamer. You just gotta you just have to adjust. Like you want to see your favorite streamer grow, or your or yeah. just one of your homies grow too. At the end of the day, yeah. so like, like you can't I, rob them of their joy. And be like, yo, I wish there were ten viewer streamers so I could you know at least be more interactive with them. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So yeah, that there, happens to everyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There be days where I'm just like, damn, I miss talking to Chris. Like like. Like having a one on one with him in chat, right? Now we can do that in DMs, right? Because that's a little bit more personal stuff. But then it's just like, it's just like, you can't even like do double text no more, like in chat, or like, you know, you can say something and then like a small thing and then you keep pressing enter. You can't do that. You gotta write a whole paragraph. And then even he won't write, even, even he won't read that whole paragraph because the whole paragraph is gonna take a big old section of the chat. So he's just gonna be focused on the little small comments. But what always gets me though is like the like the kids, right? Like little kids that are like, "Oh my God, he read my comment and stuff." And it's just like, I find that like cool though. But like kids, like like I see him as like you know the homie, right? Mm-hmm. But then other kids see him as like this famous person. They're like they they look up to him. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's really it's really cool. Yeah, I think it's cool. Like I mean, seeing like even like streamers like him and other people when. Big streamers read my comments. I was like, dang, I didn't think he was going to read my comment. I was just out here just talking. So even even from that perspective, uh, it, it happens all the time. So when you do see that, mm-hmm. I think it's super genuine when you know a big streamer can yeah. read your comment or someone who has a lot of viewers or not even a lot of viewers. Let's say if you have an active chat and it's very lit and then you're like, oh, and they still read it and they still t- took the time to look at it. So I, mm-hmm. think, that's, I think that's pretty dope. So I love that's that, dope. man. Um, this is the this is a podcast uh towards this section uh where you can ask me any question. It's up to you. If you don't got no question, then it any is questions? what it is. Yeah. Um, let Ooh. me know. Sorry, <laughs> uh, bro. Can we do spicy questions too, or are we limited? Um, uh, depends on the spicy question. I mean, you can hit okay. me with it and see what see what see what I can say. So. I, 
uh, I I won't I won't be too spicy. Mm-hmm. Just be like, so I, I know I know you were on H and B, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Like, you know, have my back. Like they were cool. Like I always looked up to them. Like as a as a, as an esports fan, because like I'd play Fortnite and be like, oh shit, they have a stacked ass esports, uh, like a stacked ass comp team. And then they came up with the female comp team. I was like, yo, they're gonna do shit. And it's like, and then they made like the announcement, like you know, like that they were disbanding or like stopping from being Nordic, you know, becoming more of a friend group. And like I totally, had to, I totally get that because this pandemic fucked everything up. Thanks. But like, so, so it's just like, how how was your experience on HMB? Uh, I thought it was pretty cool. My experience was a little different than other people because some people were on the team for a year, some people were on the team for months. For me, I think I was on the team for probably around like three months. And I was a team that I really wanted to be a part of because I wanted to grind for it. And I knew a couple other people. And I was like, man, these these dudes, they're out here putting the work in. I'm like, dude, I want to be a part of it. And literally how I became a part of it, it was funny because, like, I was a part of a, a, a older team. And I and that team was, like, dying off. And I was pretty consistent with my content. And somebody was like, yo, you should go to, uh, hit up someone at H&B because I feel like you definitely need to get some shine. So I hit somebody up and they were like yeah just like oh they look they're like yeah we know about you we know about your content or whatnot and uh i chopped it up with my boy calix so he pretty much uh was in charge of h&b talking about like boy youtube Alex. and everything and i think literally like the day of was like yo you're gonna be a part of h&b but you gotta wait like a few days i was like what say less so like my prog my me joining h&b was a little bit uh i guess like a fast track type thing but with me, mm-hmm. I said, like, I had, like, a little track record. Like, yo, I'm, I put out consistent content on YouTube, put out consistent uh, content on, on Twitch, you know what I'm saying? And that was literally my resume, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. I, I think my experience was pretty cool. Um, In terms of, like, ending the team, it made sense because in terms of the pandemic, it messed up everyone's situation when it, when it comes to living situation, yeah. when it's working situation, whatever. Uh, most of us were adults, you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, you got to take care of your in real life stuff so you gotta, you yeah. gotta take it you know take it take care of that you know what i'm saying so it made sense yeah. that we disbanded and i'm it's cool because like we were a small team we weren't a big uh like esports team when it came to the aspect so the fact that we got respect from other people like yo that's a professional like small team like yo like i love that and it, it, it everybody had like a duty you know what i'm saying like if you had a bunch of clips you know you send them in a little google drive and we'll put you out on different platforms which is pretty cool i love that too and Sometimes we at like I had a project um like yo we're gonna do a, a Valorant montage or Fortnite montage make sure to send your clips and and to see if they make it and I think I think it was cool it, like it felt like family to me um when it came to like uh, disbanding some of the teams because we had like a COD team we had a male Fortnite team and stuff like that so we did have to like eliminate certain things because like in every team there's always gonna be some someone who's inactive or not doing their their job or whatnot so it made sense to cut off certain so if you asked another h and b member they may have a different story like if someone like yeah. got you know cut from the team or whatnot then a but like in terms of like writing it out in terms of three months i think it was a real good team there was no bad blood which is cool because most of the time when people like yo i left this team yada 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 they have their side yeah. story um it ended perfectly because no one really had any bad blood we were all good friends and that's that that was it you know what i'm saying and it i know there could be a possibility that h&b could be back again or maybe a new team probably just back yep. again but uh that will probably be in the future or something like that but for me it just i just wish them the best and you know it was, it was a cool team i loved it now I, I didn't know people looked up to the team or looked up to certain members like i didn't i didn't know that so oh, it was yeah pretty cool so oh, i was yeah. like dang i i, I didn't i, I didn't Yo, know that, so. trust me when they're like during like i remember this clearly like 
during J, I think it's back in season 10, you know, like, there'd be, like, kids, you know, like me, wanted to be a comp player. It's like, I never, I never took a uh, league seriously until I was a senior in high school. Uh, and, like, I would just see teams like, you know, CMX, Climax Esports, or, um, like, H&B, like, they'd have, like, sick-ass players, and, like, and, like, I would never understand why they had, like, no followers on their socials, like, you know, back in, like, season 10, H&B had, like, what, 300 followers? And, like, at the end of them being an org, you know, they were, like, at a 1,000, which, which was mind-blowing to me. It's just, like, this, like, this org, like, it's, it's like, such an, it's just such an amazing org, but, like, it's small, it's an amazing small team, but, like, they don't have the social backing, and I never understood that. It's just, it's like, it was weird to me. Oh, uh, like, yeah. I Twitter, under- Twitter, yeah. yeah, Twitter be like that, man. I don't know. Yeah, I understand it. Uh, I guess, so like, if you really wanted to put in the branding behind it, I guess that definitely does involve money and a lot of time and effort. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the cool thing about like H and B was like we were allowed to like grind for bigger teams and do that. If if an, another if you were on another team, some teams are like, nah, please don't grind for another team, or you know you can might as well leave or yeah. whatnot. And that and that makes sense, you know, leave another team. But I thought it was cool because like the way it was put was like, yo, at the end of the day, we are a team, but you can use this as a platform. So you can mm-hmm. use this network of different people, and then you can you know go for bigger opportunities, which is cool. I thought it was super chillax. But uh, in terms of like being bigger, I think it's just like if you had the money, if you had the backing in terms of that, and you had those connections, say less. But I think it was cool because like since we were like small, I feel like a lot of people are thinking like, yo, they, they have a lot of talent here. Like what's what's going on? I think it's just in terms of just the time and money. And then at, at the end of the day, we, we didn't have like no sponsor. I mean, when I say like sponsor, I mean like, yo, big investments in terms of certain teams because there's a lot of behind the scenes that you don't see in the background. And I don't I'm not involved in it. Like I'm not. I wasn't like an admin. I wasn't a lead. You know what I'm saying? Like I was just uh just a content creator, just here, just uh you know, just to be positive and you know, in terms to have my community serve their community and all that. So that was it. So yeah, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I was I was thinking yeah. when you said H and B, I was like, oh okay, then I can I can hit hit it with that. Then that's an only yeah. coffin right there. So amen. So so you know we have like these random people on Twitter. You know they talk about like how women have it like easier in the esports scene or in streaming scene or you know like how do you feel about that because like me personally i think it's bullshit whenever people say that women have it easier i i i disagree i disagree with that 100 percent. how do you feel about that oh yeah 100 percent. i feel like a lot of people use that as an excuse and actually there's actually a few studies out there uh in terms of women in gaming um they have it a lot harder they have it a lot harder when it comes to streaming also too Mm -hmm. and a lot of people will try to make that comparison and i'm like okay then name the the, uh name how many women that are in the top 10 when it comes to streaming you can't really name that when i say the top i'm saying top 10 like top most like hours top you know i'm saying when it comes to viewership when it comes to followers you can't really name them because guys have an easier time and the, it's do. funny when it let's say if we're looking at when it break it down to like Twitch culture, guys don't have it hard. There's actually a study where it like it, it uh differentiates between what a male chat and a female chat is. So like if you're in a guy's chat, the the most common words is like yo uptime, 
hello hi how are you how are you doing you know what i'm saying exclamation point gamble and then if you go to uh like and so and let's say a typical girl stream the typical words of exclamation point age uh do, do you have a yeah. boyfriend you know what i'm saying the yeah. list goes on and it's just like mm -hmm. yo it's a lot a lot different a lot of different environment mm -hmm. and unfortunately that's not going to go away when it comes to yeah. uh, when it comes to gaming in general but uh g girls have it a lot harder you know what i'm saying uh i guess if you wanted to say like where girls have it a little bit easier, I guess would be like maybe a little bit followers, maybe in the short term, but in the long term, uh, you know, guys have it a lot easier when it comes to gaining viewership, gaining community, um, and all that. So I, if you're interested, I can send you those. Uh, I can send you like a short video where uh, a person named Devin Nash he breaks it down in like a I think a 10 minute yeah. video or 20 minute I would video. I would, I would I love got to you. I got you. I got you. I love He breaks it down. Um, pretty easy so every time so if somebody get, hit you with that argument oh girls have it a lot easier you'll have a I video like, be like yo sit here watch the like, video watch the video I'll be, right here. I'll be like i'll be like control copy control v bro yeah i got that shit definitely but then mm -hmm. it's just like i know that like argument is just mind-boggling to me it's just like and then like you know there are girls like who play games right like like just just to stream them or like just to have fun then you got these guys in their lobby it's so disrespectful. They're like, go back to the kitchen, make me a sandwich. You shouldn't be playing video games. Video games is for boys, it's for the boys. And it's just like, it's for everyone, man. You know why it's for everyone? Because back, because back, whenever, let me tell you, whenever there were hard copy games, you know, on the bottom it said E for everyone, bro. It's for everyone, my guy. Like, and then there's, it's just the harassment that gets me. It's just like, it's just like it's low-key embarrassing to be a dude right mm -hmm. and then having to look on twitter and then see that like guys are like telling girls these things and it's just like not all gamer dudes are like that but then it's just a representation like it's just oh it's just weird yeah i, th I think i think it's lame you know what i'm saying like I, you'll definitely lame. see the video every single time like you know whether it's you know whether it's fortnite whether it's valorant whatever call of duty whatever game mm -hmm. that you're playing there will always be that person that will use that stereotype and i'm like you're forcing you're forcing a stereotype that's not even real it's not even realistic and the fact that you want to go about it that way and then you want to use the excuse that oh yeah girls have a lot easier time with growing to streaming growing to youtube whatever <laughs> i'm like no like if anything, they have a lot tougher, and they have mm -hmm. to. It's about lot, the grind, and there's it's a lot of obstacles the that they have to go through that guys yeah. don't have to go through, which yeah. is insane. And so I'm, mm -hmm. I'm quick to call out certain people when people do that. I'm like, yo, don't do that. Don't be calling yeah. people certain names. I'm quick. See, I'm, I'm quick with like, that. I just be like, nah, it's not cool. Like just straight up, and like you know, I've done that on Twitter too. Like I would at people on Twitter. Like sometimes when I go off on Twitter, I go off on Twitter. Like I think you can see my Twitter and just look, mm -hmm. like. There are times where, like, I would add people just be like, oh, this you? And, like, they'd be, they'd, they'd be advocating for, like, you know, women's equality and stuff. And then I'd be posting a clip of them just be like, hey, is this you talking about, like, how girls can't play video games? Like, is this you? And it's just, like, it's just the thing where it's, like, I don't see why, like, it should be stigmatized when, when someone's trying to have fun mm -hmm. at the same thing that you're trying to do, regardless of gender. Like... I just, I just think it's lame as fuck. Yeah, I just feel like people just want to hate and just want to find a reason, just be like, "Oh, this is this is something I believe," and I'm like, "Well, it's not necessarily it's, true." And yeah, once not. you break it down, I'm just like, "Bro, like you you need you need to move on." You know what I'm saying? Like 
in, in my opinion. So I love yep. that you brought that up. So I, I love that. Yeah. Because I, I wanted to hear that from, I've, I've heard it from a female perspective. So I wanted to hear it from your perspective too. Um, from yeah. From a guy's so, perspective. So I'm like, how do mm-hmm. you feel about that? So I, I love you know, that I question. just, I think it's so lame. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. nice. All right. I don't, I don't think I got anything else. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. That's pretty much it, man. Yeah. All right. <laughs>